you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. I would like to, first of all, give a quick shout out to Noelle Jeanette, who recently reached out and suggested that I do a second episode on mirrors. And Miriam, who also messaged me regarding a second episode on mirrors. If you've listened to the first episode I did on mirrors in the first season, you'll remember that mirrors are portals to the spirit world and other dimensions, and that mirrors are also tools used for scrying. Mirrors are also used as reflective devices, but not in the most obvious way that many of us are thinking. Mirrors can absorb, hold, and reflect back energy. So when you say positive affirmations to yourself in front of a mirror, whatever it may be, whether it be, I am capable of, insert your reason here, you are magnifying those affirmations and reflecting them back onto yourself. It's a form of mirror magic. It works the same way if you're being a little too harsh on yourself or a little too negative upon yourself. So if you're looking at yourself in front of a mirror and you're saying out loud, I'm too ugly, I'm too fat, I'm too insert your insecurity here, then it's going to amplify those affirmations and reflect them right back to you. So, you know, just something to be mindful of. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be casting negative energy upon yourself. Because mirrors can be used as a reflective device, you can also use them in candle magic. You can use mirrors to reflect that energy back onto yourself and or onto a certain individual. That's why a lot of the times you'll see practitioners use glitter because glitter can act as little tiny reflective particles to help them amplify their intentions. And mirrors are not just limited to candle magic. I just wanted to point that out. It was just the first form of magic that I thought of because it's the most common one I've seen it used for. Anytime that you want to amplify or enhance your magic, well, now you know that that's one way mirrors can be used. Mirrors can also be used to scry. And what do I mean by that? Well, scrying is just a form of divination. And divination is just a form of being able to look into the past, the present, and or the future. That's why a lot of the times people use things such as a crystal ball to be able to look into the past, present, or the future to obtain information. Obsidian is used for scrying as well. And that is most commonly known as a black mirror 
That is why your cell phone, your television, your computers, and your tablets are also known as black mirrors. When they are off, they all have one thing in common. Black screens. Reflective black screens. When they are on, they can be used to look at history. Right? We can watch movies from the past because they've captured those moments from the past. And now, from our present time, we can go back and learn a little bit about history. Whether it be your cell phone, your television, your computer, or your tablet, you can search for things. You are able to see what they wore, what they ate, what their life was like, and what was happening in their world at that time. You can also use these black mirrors to obtain information from the present. Who is at war with who? What new discoveries have they've made? You know, what is happening in our world right now? It kind of reminds me of Beauty and the Beast, right? Let me hold up my black mirror and see what my neighbor is doing. Let me look into social media and see what so-and-so is doing, has done, and or will do. Same thing if you want information for the future. Same example. Let's look into our black mirrors to scry. Will it rain today? Will it be cloudy? Will it be sunny? Will it be cold? Will it be hot? Let's attempt to divine the future. Not only are mirrors used as reflective devices and as scrying tools, but they are also portals. Well, let's briefly look at what exactly a portal is. A portal is a, a doorway, a gateway, an entrance. So, a portal to the spirit world and or other dimensions. Alright, so in our previous episode, we talked about color and how color is light. Well, light is frequency and frequency is energy. So with that being said, can light enter a mirror? Yes. Can light exit a mirror? Can it reflect it? Yes. So, by this definition, mirrors are portals to all kinds of energies. Now, can looking into mirrors automatically connect you to demons, infernal beings, or infernal dimensions? Not necessarily. It can, but for the most part, it's not going to automatically connect you to them. It's similar to when religious people warn against meditation because they claim it could connect you to demons. Again, it can, but not necessarily. 
it's not as easy as many of you may think. At that point, it just depends on your intention and your vibration. But for the most part, when one meditates, it's usually to raise your vibration and connect you with your higher self. And I'll tell you guys a little bit about my experiences with mirrors and meditation. But first, let's learn a little bit about mirrors. Mirrors have come a long way since the beginning of time. And I say beginning of time because the very first way in which we were able to see our reflection was through a very still body of water. It was later discovered that in ancient times, the Aztecs, for example, used black obsidian as mirrors. And although bronze technically came before obsidian, because it is known that ancient Egyptians and the ancient Chinese used bronze as a form of mirror, it regained its popularity after black obsidian because the Chinese continued to refine the art of creating bronze mirrors. It wasn't until the 16th century that mirrors were then made using a liquid mercury amalgam as a reflective layer behind the glass portion of the mirror. But the production of mercury mirrors ended around the 1840s because one, mercury mirrors were very expensive, two, they were usually very small in size, and three, being the worst reason of them all, was because it was the cause of many mirror makers' deaths because the fumes of working with mercury were extremely toxic. It led to Mad Hatter's disease and people dying. Little interesting fact that I found while researching this, the chemicals used in hat making also included mercury nitrate and overexposure to mercury led people to have psychotic reactions such as delirium, hallucinations, and even suicidal tendencies. It led to vomiting, skin rashes, tremors, twitching, and excitability, which is why it was later termed as Mad Hatter's disease, which is interesting because the Mad Hatter is a fictional character in the story of Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, in which Alice uses a mirror, a looking glass, to travel to another dimension, adding to the fact that mirrors are portals. But anyway, a great way to tell if your mirror is a mercury mirror is to simply put your finger on the mirror and if you can see space between your finger and your reflection, then most likely it's a mercury mirror. But if there isn't much space between your finger and the reflection, then it's most likely a modern mirror. So the switch from mercury mirrors to silver mirrors was until after the 1840s. And this was great because actually silver 
reflected more light. But above all of that, it wasn't killing people. The only downside to that was that with silver mirrors, they tarnished more easily. So if any of you out there have silver mirrors and they're a little older, you'll notice black lines or black streaks or chips because they start chipping, because they start to oxidize after a certain amount of time, especially if they are in your bathroom because of the humidity. So I suppose that's one good way of telling if whether or not you have a silver mirror. So if you're into antique shopping and you see a mirror with those traits, grab it. It's most likely silver and very expensive. So in my previous episode of mirrors, I said I wasn't too fond of purchasing mirrors from antique shops because I wasn't sure of the energy that it would hold. But after having done the research for this episode, I wouldn't mind just having at least one mercury or silver mirror. It would be very interesting to meditate with it and see what I pick up on. Modern mirrors, so today's mirrors, are actually made with aluminum. And between bronze, mercury, silver, and aluminum, silver still has the highest reflection of visible light. Aluminum does have the highest reflection, but only when it comes to ultraviolet light and infrared light. With that being said, if you want the best mirror possible, because we see in the manner of visible light, a silver mirror is going to be your best bet. Also, I do want to mention, not every mirror is a portal, but every mirror can be a portal. It just depends on your intention and the energy that you hold in front of it. I just don't want some of you freaking out thinking that the mirror that you have in your house is going to allow demons or that girl from the ring to automatically come through. Just keep in mind that it can. <laughs> well, you see, that just brought up more examples of how movies tell you that mirrors are portals. That girl from the ring comes out of the television, out of a black mirror. That little girl from the 80s movies, Poltergeist, also makes contact with spirits through her black mirror, through her television. And again, even in the Doctor Strange movie, The Multiverse of Madness, Wanda comes through, through mirrors and or water, because they're portals. But if you're ever worried or concerned about something coming through, remember to go back to the basics, Protection 101, and also you can cleanse your mirrors and lock them. So I'll briefly touch on this again. You can physically cleanse your mirror, and then after you've done that, 
you can either grab some incense, you can grab some sage, some holy wood, you know, palo santo, or Florida water to cleanse it that way. And after that, you can lock it. You can lock it by using pentagrams, you know, on every corner, or you could just do a really big pentagram on top of it. You can trace runes, like the Algis. I apologize if I mispronounced that, but you can use that rune for protection. Again, you can place it on every corner, or you can just trace a really huge one onto the mirror. Or you can use sigils, protection sigils, or sigils that you've created yourself for those same reasons. You can also trace a cross in the same way. So those are just a few ways that you can cleanse and lock your mirrors, especially if you're going to be working with them. And one of the most fascinating ways that people use mirrors is by creating and or entering into a psychomantium. And what is a psychomantium? Well, it's a very small room. I wouldn't even say room, it's a small area. Kind of like a small walk-in closet. And this is either a dark room or a very dimly lit room with mirrors arranged in a very specific manner. Typically, they're angled so that they only reflect darkness. To be able to see and or communicate with spirits. If I could enter into a psychomantium for just a few minutes, I think this would be such an amazing experience. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. I am. I am thinking about bringing in a mirror into my closet. I'll have to try that and report back. I have had two memorable experiences with mirrors. The first was when I was about 13 years old. My parents had recently purchased a house, and with that house came a mirror. This mirror was downstairs in the dining area, and I would say it was medium to large size. And it was nice, I liked it, it was elegant, and every time I looked at it, I always got this weird, eerie feeling. This feeling wasn't too concerning, it wasn't scary or anything. It just felt like I was being looked back at in general. Not in the sense that I was looking back at myself, but in the sense that the mirror was looking back at me. Kind of like I was being watched. Like I said, it's not so much that I got a bad vibe from it. It was the fact that I got a vibe back. And have always wondered, what has this mirror seen? My second memorable experience with mirrors happened when I first began to meditate. I'll preface this by saying I wasn't in a good emotional state, but meditation helped me get me into a 
better emotional and mental state. So in my room, I had a closet with sliding doors, and those sliding doors were mirrors. So from my bed to those sliding doors, there was a little spot where I liked to sit to meditate, and I would always face the mirror. I could have sat in any other direction, but I suppose, intuitively, I faced the mirror. At the time, I had absolutely no idea that meditating in front of a mirror would be so intense. And when I would do it, in my mind's eye, I would always see faces. And these were random human faces. They were strangers. Most of the times they were faces of very creepy men. Like men with bad intentions. Other times I would just see people, random people. I also saw interdimensional beings. And one of those times they stopped and they looked at me and it kind of seemed like they were wondering what I was doing there. And they got super close to my face in a very curious manner. And there were other times where I saw low vibrational interdimensional creatures. And at one point when I was meditating, my phone, my cell phone, actually made this really loud staticky noise. And of course it startled me and I jumped and I completely broke concentration and I had to unlock my phone to make it stop. But I never had an explanation as to why. And that actually happened twice. And both of those times were when I was meditating in front of the mirror. It just goes to show that mirrors can enhance your intentions and they can connect you to other dimensions and the spirit world. Well guys, that's all I've got for you today. So shout out to Noelle, Jeanette, and Miriam, who suggested I do a second episode on mirrors, and I hope that I satisfied your request. And if you guys have experiences that you want to share with me, or if you have any feedback or any questions, or simply anything that you just feel like sharing, well, you can email me at lauralavender.mv at gmail.com or you can add me on Instagram at lauralavender.mv and you can message me through there as well. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com Thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.